first ball in Test cricket in England for Shane Warne. And he's done it. He started off with the most beautiful delivery. Gatting has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. First ball in. Well, that was a bit of a, what people call the ball of the century, the Gatting ball. That's it's just got a name to it, the Gatting ball. But uh, welcome everyone to this lovely Tuesday night. Been sitting here going through a few Shane Warne, Shane Warne memories between me and the publican, but uh, we will talk about Warney soon. But I welcome uh, Danny, fresh off uh, the Dalton, as we call it, from his. Uh, fiery episode last week. Um, I haven't seen the video appear yet. Before we, it, it's, I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to merge it. So I'm uh, not exactly tech savvy, but I'm trying to do these Instagram reels oh. as the young kids do them. Okay, boomer. <laughs> Before we do get into the the warning stuff, tell us, Danny. A lot of people heard how hot it was. It was pretty hot. Um, how was the night? How did you go to go, go to bed that night? Um. Well. To say I was in pain could be somewhat of an understatement. Sore guts, sore lips. Yeah, not uh, lips were more than tingling. A bit, a bit of blisters on the end of the tongue. Um, the the guts wasn't great, and uh, every time I laid down, <laughs> I would get a horrendous stomach ache, <laughs> to which I would run. Get myself back to the toilet. <laughs> and let's just say the first three hours in bed, I didn't spend much time in bed. Oh, he must have. I'd, people at home, you'll, when you see the video, he, he eats so much warm. of this stuff. But people don't see later on, he actually <laughs> had a steak dinner and decided to pour it on that. And I think he regretted it when he was getting towards the end. I believe the words were, my heart's fluttering. I, um... I definitely regretted it at about 3am. Well, that's one to tick off the bucket list, the uh, the COVID-19. But if anyone's got any hot sauce suggestions, just send them through and I'll, I'll give them a whirl as well. Uh, oh, there you go, guys. Send us through the hottest ones you've ever done. And don't worry about shit the bed. He's done that. Not shitting the bed, but he's tried that sauce and it wasn't that, that bad. So on a scale of hottest, was that the hottest ever? Or when, when a staff member of mine who... Finishes a bottle of shit the bed in about three meals. <laughs> when he tried it and went, oh, that's really hot. I believe when I walked in the bar, he said, Caesar, that was fucking hot. <laughs> and for him to say it's hot, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it was. Well, there's enough about the chili and your lava shits, but um, <laughs> there's uh, we all uh, have still come in to terms with uh, with the loss of sh- of. Um, of Shane Warne and I was just about to say <laughs> poor, poor Marshy Marshy died and got about five minutes of coverage and then Warney as he always does steals the limelight and tell you what I think his family had actually been like oh it's actually made it a little bit easier yeah well I mean Marsh uh, the thing is Marshy was 71 and this sounds bad once I suppose once you get to an age of in the 70s people go oh you've yeah you're still young but you've lived a life Warney yeah. 51, and, and this is one thing I'll, I will say. People always go, oh, he was so young. But you imagine, if, if you got said, do you want to live till you're 90 and be 
worked 50, 50 years doing just the same mundane shit every day? Or do you want to live 51 years? You know you're going to die. But live the live life the that life Shane, Shane Warne did? Had. Fucking take my yeah. money. <laughs> what do I have to do, God? Yeah. So, Warney had a good life. But we're not going to... I am shocked, but to sit here and say, oh, jeez, jeez, it was, it was young. Yes, it was young, but fuck, he, he squeezed everything into those 51 years and squeezed everything into <laughs> into his bed and, and all the wickets. And there's, there's not... Um, there is not a memory of Warney that you can't relate to almost anything, whether it be. Oh, I've never get. Sport. I've never had seven hundred test wickets. <laughs> I've had some hangovers. I don't mean to <clears> yourself. Got one now. I mean to. Yeah, I know you sound like a bag of dicks. I don't know what that sounds like, but okay, you'd know. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the Warney. Remember when Princess Di died? You always where knew, you were when you found you out. Either. It's the same thing with Warney. Now, I made the mistake of finding out at one in the morning when I was climbing into bed and on the phone it said... I was actually quite worried when you rang me. Yeah, it's not... not because I knew you were having a quiet night and then I jump into bed at, I don't know, 20 past one or some bloody thing, which is generally early for me. And I'm like, why is he ringing me at 20 to one when he was having a what, quiet night? What the fuck's he done? Yeah. And it was to uh, let you know, Warney died. To inform me of horrible news. So. And I didn't uh, didn't get to sleep till probably five a.m. because I was sitting there watching Sky News on my phone all night. And yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it was definitely the, one of the more shocking moments when you hear of celebrities dying. But he wasn't really a celebrity; he was a hero. No, he was everyone. a celebrity, mate. He was the biggest thing since sliced bread. Hey, celebrities aren't gods, and he was a god. Yeah, good point. <laughs> I'll concede that. So Warney's, uh, Warney's dying though. You, you always remember where you were, just like Princess died, just like September 11. I reckon Warney will be, hey, where were you when you found out? Well, Most funnily, people will say, funnily, I was in, I was in the same place. <laughs> in bed? Yep. All I'm three both, of them. Yeah. Oh, hang on, who was the third one? Princess Di. Yeah, who was the third one? Said September 11. Oh, no, I was behind the bar. Mm. But, um, yeah. I, I was waiting, I'd... Waiting for Tim Webster to grace our screens, Sports Tonight Sports to come Sports on. Tonight. And all of a sudden, then the news was on all night long. I'm like, oh. what happened to the sport? So, yeah, it's one of those moments you will remember where you were. Sorry, guys, we're just adjusting our mics because we're in a different spot than we normally are and we're just getting that. So if you're hearing that, I apologise. That also, was all Caesar. Also, don't give a fuck. Um, Warnie's... Uh, death has also prompted the uh, talk of his greatest moments, his greatest wickets. And tonight, our top five will be the top five warning moments. Not just his wickets, the moments. And there'll be a range. There could be, how many, Danny? Oh, there could be five, seven, ten. We'll talk cricketing moments. There could be 99. Could be 700. Outside of cricket, I'd say his number one moment, obviously, was banging Liz Hurley. Um, and actually... Banging. Sorry. Falling in love and getting engaged. Yeah, better. Oh, touched a nerve there. Is it because you love Liz Hurley or Shane Wall? Well, she's a relative, mate. Come on. <laughs> I don't know why I found that funny. It's shit house yet. I'm laughing. Sorry. I don't know why you think it's shit house. It's actually true. Well, Liz Hurley's a hit. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd love to bang her. Anyway, um, 
his, his cricketing moments that it's impossible to try and nail it down. So we've got a few there, but um, Danny, do you want to roll through a few and we can just discuss them really quickly because some of them were moments as a kid you remember your whole your whole life. You you remember those moments and you emulated them in the in the backyard and everything. Yeah, are these just mine or are you gonna? No, we did them together. You're gonna add some more. We, we did them together, but um, some of these were iconic. I should have done so a bit more. more I should have read up a bit more on this. Seems to be a common theme for well, when. Do you, do you want to roll through it then, or <coughs> do you want me to? No, no, but like, well, the hat trick. Oh, oh. Well, this is no particular order, because if I was putting them in order, Gatting would be the first one. But I don't know what you, where you were in your education line, but I reckon I was in about year three or four. I'd uh, gone to... Well, because we, I don't really... There was nothing much memorable for me at school, so I wouldn't know what year I was in. I was, no, I, I know where I was for the Warnies wicket, because it was after school, so it must have been like a Monday or a Tuesday. Are we talking about Hattrick or no, Gatting? It couldn't here? have been after school, because it was the Boxing Day test, wasn't it? Yes. Definitely in Melbourne. Yeah, it was in Melbourne, yeah. Okay, I don't remember where I was. I against against the to and froms. Yep. Who was the person who got out? Come on, see if you remember it. Um, Devin Malcolm oh, was the last one. Good boy. Darren no. Goff was the second one. Yeah, right. Who was the first? Uh, Angus Fraser. May have been. Could have been. It wasn't Graham Thorpe, was it? Don't uh, know. You tell us. People. If he was, if he was, he would have made a few because if he's with Devon Malcolm and Goffey, well, they thought he came in late though. That was his only hat trick. Was it? Yep. Didn't get one in any other form of cricket. Just, just a Boxing Day test. I'll just tick that box on Boxing Day. One of my moments was the Adelaide Test here when Adelaide were Adelaide, <laughs> Australia were really gone, gone, Max Maxi. It was on a uh, on a Sunday afternoon. No, it was on a, it was on a weekday because people started going in after work at three thirty when it looked like Australia was going to uh, win. And and you say people started going in when people, were, but some people had already left. Some people had left and probably came back. But no, no, I know one person that didn't go back after they'd left. You, yep, you dickhead. What a dickhead! I was on my way to Footy Park to a Robbie Williams concert. <laughs> oh, oh thankfully the bloke on the Footy Express bus had a wireless. <laughs> We were going absolutely berserk in the bus. The whole bus was listening to his radio. So the, the moment Sorry. of warning though from that, you had Collingwood and uh, and um, Peterson were pretty much had took control, and Warney's just going, boys, jump on me back here, and he's peppered and peppered and peppered and peppered. Got the wicket, and he just kept going. He got wicket, wicket. I think about four. He got all. Yes. The, he, he took out the top order. The guys who were who were um, doing the damage, and then I don't know if it was McGrath or might have been Mitchell Johnson. No, it might have not been that early. Ripped out the tail, but that that moment <coughs> was a very very top warning moment. Now I've mentioned Gadding. The we've, ball. We've heard heard Richie's commentary of that ball. Yes, so that probably. That speaks for itself. Yeah. So no one needs my rubbish analysis of it. Um, what about the World Cup <sighs> comeback? Would you call it? Or no, that was just that was the that, world. That was that was Shane Warne going right. 
fuck this. We're not we're not going down to these fucking useless pricks. You're not losing to a Lance Klusen led South Africa. <laughs> and Alan Donald forgot how the fuck to run. That's a famous Twelfth Man. If you, if anyone listens to Twelfth Man, listen to that one. But once again, Warney. I remember. Uh, I remember. I keep saying I remember all the time. But I was watching as a kid. It was a school night. You're staying up late, and then you're thinking, oh shit. Is it worth staying up for? We're none for 40. South Africa are cruising here. They're only chasing 210, 215, I think. Then Warnie's just gone bang, bang, bang. Three in about two or three overs. Just ripped through them. And that's when, uh, that's when it all fell apart for him. But that, once again, Warnie. Warnie doing it. And the best thing about Warnie, and everyone will say it when they watch it, when you're watching Warnie, you literally thought he was going to get a wicket every time he bowled the ball. Every single Tommy Boulder. If Warney came on, there was times when you'd, you'd, we'd watch the Indian tours, and when Warney came on, you'd be like, "Right, every ball we'd be like, oh, oh, he was just." There's no player in cricket that I reckon has has made you think that they're gonna win a game or off their own back than Shane Warne. A few lads that I met over the years who came over from the UK um, and were doing. Spin bowl uh, courses with uh, with the late Terry Jenner. I remember one in particular, Sammy Brooks from the UK. Hello, Sammy. Um, he said the difference between someone like me and him is how many times I get the ball on the right spot. <laughs> he said. Over and over. He said I'd love to do it once every twenty times. And I don't get near near that. This bloke does it five in six. Well, if anyone at home has watched the interview that, uh, with um, Lee Sayers, Lee Sayers, uh, yep. it's actually on ABC iView if you want to watch it. But um, he said, she goes, how'd you get so good? He said, well, I used to just sit out the back as a kid and I'd bow, right, I'm going to bowl on that spot there and I'd, I'd put a mark. And if I hit it, I'd go in. And then I'd just keep bowling until I hit it. Then the next night I'd go, well, I'm going to hit it twice. And then I'm going to next night... Is I might do it in forty five minutes, or I might be out there for five hours. But I wasn't going in until I hit it. What a just obsessed with it. And uh, Justin Langer tells a good story when he was when they were here at the academy and they were living upstairs at the Alberton Hotel. Yeah, and morning he'd be down in the front bar on the end of the pool table, just just bowling, spin him in, bowling into the corner pocket <laughs> all night, sucking well, down B and H like they were going out of fashion. Well, there was a spot that he used to bowl it perfectly to one fella. He called him, oh. called Shane Warne's bunny. Daryl. Oh, does it, Cullinan. Poor old Daryl. Uh, he will not be remembered for anything good he did in cricket because he was a very and, good and cricketer. And he did some good. He had an average of 42. Uh, He'll be remembered as Warney's bunny. Average about three in Australia, but... 12. 12, was it? Yeah. 12 against Australia. Warney got him out four times, I think. Only four times? They only came here. One twice while he was playing, I think. Yeah, right. That's just in Test cricket. In um, in one day, as it was eight times. Wow. Had him by the bowls. So that's the other one. Um, but a moment we you can't w- look away from is the ninety nine. Oh. Ninety nine against New Zealand, and uh, he's just. But not just his wickets. He's, uh, his, his panic of, I need to get to the 100, so he's tried to belt oh, it for no. six. Tried to belt it for six. And then uh, I think it was Mark Richardson caught it on the boundary and uh, 
he just became the most hated man. I remember hearing Warney in, uh, interviewed speaking about that, and this was before that Alan Border night. It came out that it was a no ball, and he was like, "I oh, was sitting there and I just hit a boundary." I was like, "Right, deep breath, calm down, calm down, calm down. Just, just, no, don't lift your head. Just block out, just block out, just block out." And he. Re- and he said to himself, as as Vittori went to her, going, "Oh, stuff it." <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't have wouldn't have got any better when um, when Pigeon came out with his uh, with his comment on the as a, as they were walking off. What did he, he say? Oh, bad luck, Warney. I know how you feel, mate. I was going to make a hundred too. <laughs> I'm sure, sure that'd just really top it off as you. Well, the other the other moment that I haven't really gone on the list, but it was how many times. Did you see a spinner of his of of Shane Warne turn the ball? Like he got Peterson behind his wicket, behind his legs. The other one was Strauss. That one he did over in the Ashes, where Strauss just had no idea. He just couldn't believe he'd been bowled. But you've got some audio there of an absolute ripping uh, story from Strauss. So let's uh, put it on, have a listen, and no doubt you'll all have a bit of a laugh when you hear it. Came out to bat, and Ashley Giles was bowling into the rough out here, and I sort of went to block one and hit me in the pad. Catch! Feeling at City Point, I thought, I've got to say something to him. And I said, come on, Jarlo, he's really struggling against you here. And I sort of just stopped and said, Straussy, you're kidding yourself, mate. It's these two eyes turned to me and went, mate, there's only one guy struggling around here. It's you, you fucking shit. <laughs> Pretty humiliating, to be honest with you, and you're kind of hoping your teammates back you up and and everyone was sort of just not engaging in that conversation at all. And there was another bit to this, which I, I've never told, is he then turned around to me again and said, listen, mate, you say another word to me and I'll hit the next ball for six. And I went, all right then. Come on, Jarlo, he's really struggling against you here. Six, what a shot. Bang, over square leg for six. You going to say it again, mate? The second last night. So that's, that just epitomises, A, how confident warning was, but the guy fucking backs it up. <laughs> he backs up with the ball and the bat. There's <laughs> only one person struggling out of here, and it's you because you're shit. <laughs> there is a, it's always something that will Shane Warne or Australian supporters will always sit there and go, Shane Warne not getting a ton is probably the, the greatest sporting tragedy when he got out for that 99 and I he left him one shine. He never really got close. I think he got 50s and 60s after that, but never really got into the 90s. And like he made Wisden's five best cricketers of all time. And that was halfway through his test career. Yeah. And uh, anyone that sits there and says, you got... Uh, was it Gavaskar or whoever who who's on TV in India the other week saying he's not even the best? He's not even in the top five best. Yes, spinners. Little Gavaskar, fuck with. Anyway, he but that's opinion based. Yeah, but his opinion's worth about as much as the shit on my shoe. Um, the <coughs> number one thing I'll say I will call Warney the the goat because it is very hard to compare. I'll call him the best cricketer for Australia that never captained a test match. That's what I'll call him. Okay, I'll go back An to absolute student of the game. Okay, I, I, I wasn't talking at all, but... Okay. But thanks, champ. <laughs> the topic around the greatest of all time, because you, it's hard to compare batters and cricketers, uh, fuck it, yep. batters and bowlers, 
for Shane Warne, a batter, a lot of batsmen you'd sit out there and you're confident they're not going to get out. They're going to make a ton. But it's it, it's not their whole career. Yeah. Steve Smith for that period, you were confident he was going to get a ton. Um, Ricky Ponting at that time, um, yeah. the Indian captain. What's his name? Mental blank. Tendulkar. No, no, <laughs> the one that's just lost the captaincy. Oh, my God. The angry motherfucker. Do you know it? You're yep. not going to say it. Just say it. <laughs> you don't know it, do you? No, no idea. You're an idiot. Anyway. Would it be Coley? <laughs> That's the one. You're, fucking, you're awake <laughs> You fucking knew it too. Virat Coley at his best. Remember when he was at his height yep. in test cricket. You're, every time he batted, you're like, how are we going to get him out? But Shane Warne, he never had it at the start of the career, yep. end of the career. The entire career, when he went out there to bowl, you thought, he's going to get a wicket here, he's going to turn the game. That's why I'm calling him the best cricketer of all time. Nice. Yeah, your button didn't work, you dickhead. <laughs> all right, enough talking about Warney. We could talk, we could, we, we're going to do a whole episode on, on Warney, but... Um, Daniel fled the uh, the CBD and went to robes. Oh, so it's my fault. 100% it's your fault. Okay. You said, oh, I can't, I've got to go to robes. Anyway, there's a big, 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 big event on tomorrow night. What is it, Danny? Is it um, footy's back? <laughs> AFL footy, the greatest game in the country, in the world, is back. And it's kicking off on a Wednesday night. What's your thoughts on that? I uh, don't like Wednesdays. Doesn't do anything for uh, my footy tip numbers here at the pub. Fuck the footy tips. It's ruined every person in Dream Team at the moment because you've got to pick your rookies. And we've got a Wednesday night game. That's just a kick of the dick. But we'll get there. But the best thing about this Wednesday night is... (laughs) Sorry, guys, but Danny managed to hold in one of the biggest sneezes of all time and almost blew his eyes out of his sockets. But... The grand final replay kicking off the season is something that should have been done a hundred uh, years ago. I do like that. Maybe not but on I, Wednesday But I night. don't like it being Wednesday and two teams that should have never ever been the opening game. I don't know where this tradition started of of it's Joe Carlton and Joe Richmond. Ten years ago they put it on and they got, yeah. no, they got a big crowd and they went, oh, let's do that. It's all about yeah. money. So the, the fact that yeah, but there hasn't been a big crowd... That, of that game for 10 years. But there's always 70, 60, 70,000 minimum. And that's huge on a Thursday night, not just a Friday night. But this year the AFL has gone. Surely you wanted to, like, who gives us stuff about the crowd? How about we get a contest? All about the all, almighty Ola. No. So the almighty Ola um, is coming into play because uh, they've had a pretty pretty poor couple of years in the, uh, in the dollar front, I would have said the AFL. And yeah, look, hasn't been good. <laughs> hasn't been good. Uh, but I can tell you right now, they've gone right. This first round of footy, do you reckon we're going to try and bank every type of uh, prime time footy, every type of uh, we can ju- we can milk the advertising, we can have every prime time slot. They got Wednesday night footy, Thursday night footy, Friday night footy, and all of the games that are being um, all of the games being played. They're all they're all really good contests. I think. Ooh. But kicking it off with the grand, I would love it if it was a Friday night game. It was the grand final replay, and could it be at Subi <laughs> or whatever that joint's called. Optus Stadium. Yeah, certainly. 
you might get COVID over there. But mm. we'll get to that later. But the grand final replay, kicking off the season, finally. And it's building up. It's got a lot of hype on it. So it should. It's a grand final replay. Oh, especially when Tommy Brown starts tweeting about it. Oh, mate, the, the bullshit about this song. I'm sure the Bulldogs have got more to fire them up than Melbourne playing yeah, a like song. Getting, that, getting absolutely drilled in the second half of a grand final when you, when you, when you had the other team on toast. It's <laughs> my point. The, the last night on all the footy shows, they kept talking about this song. That song, every fucking club sings and dances and goes, no, 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 no. Fuck the song. Yeah. You lost the GF. You had the Premiership Cup pretty much in your hand. But Tom Brown's got an exclusive. Tom Brown's a dickhead, but... Remember him begging to get into that party? <laughs> yes, that's right. At the Cottesloe, he for, let's just put it in a bit of vision for people at home. In the Cottesloe, there's like a, there's two, one massive beer garden, but then there's like a a bit like an entertaining beer garden where you can go out and rent that out. So that's where we all were out, out there, and there was people standing us, around us Melbourne Demon us Elite superstars, but there was. <laughs> It was like we were in a, we were at the zoo and there was people all standing at the fence just watching in as everyone partied. And there's old Tom Brown there in his suit shuffling across all the way trying to get people's attention, trying to get in. Walks up to the security and the security guard just shook his head and <laughs> closed the gate on him. <laughs> Poor Tommy Brown. He eventually snuck in the cheeky bugger. But his exclusive of a, uh, of a, um, a song being the biggest rift. Uh, I'd dare say it's the fact that they had pretty big contest all year last year and lost to GF. So it's going to be two two big games all year with those two. And then I'd say they made in the finals. Wouldn't you, Danny? Uh, they will possibly meet in the finals. They will not meet in the grand final. No, that's not your grand final, is it? No. Well, um, Grand final replay, that's a big tick from me. I did see that there's a couple of injuries for Melbourne. It's pretty much their back three. Three of their key defenders are all injured that were in the grand final side, being Hibbard, Petty and... Having a mental blank, the other one? I haven't seen his team, so... So they're out. Uh, and all this talk of Hunter being dropped, he's fucking named, so Bevo's either trying to make the media look like dickheads or he's just got nah, I'm going to go back on my decision to drop him or he's... Uh, Made someone in the media look silly leaking that, but Hunter is playing. It's going to be a ball tear. When was the last time you saw Melbourne and Bulldogs have maybe seventy to 80,000 at the G? I don't think ever. Traditionally, two of the worst membership bases. Yeah. In like that game at Telstra Dome four years ago wouldn't have got 25,000. They're going to have close to 80,000 there tomorrow night, and it's going to be electric. So big tick from me for the grand final replay ticking off the season. Then we roll into Friday night and uh, Carlton, no, sorry, Thursday night, Carlton and Richmond. I'm, I'm actually going to tip Carlton. It's truth. What do you think? I might have to change me eight. What are your thoughts? <laughs> what are your thoughts? Um, okay, Jimmy. Um, uh, oh, I can't. I, nah, I hate Carlton. <laughs> and... I actually, actually, I should take that back. I don't hate Carlton. I hate Carlton supporters. Why? Um, just because they're dickheads, mostly. Um, like, they win one game and all of a sudden they're, oh, it's our year. It's like, a oh, piss off. We're like, coming. Yeah, we're coming. Yeah, we were waiting. So um, the, uh, 
oh, I'm going to go cold. No, I did watch the game against Melbourne, and yes, Melbourne were just obviously... They looked like they were just getting ready for round one. But uh, Carlton looked very good. The way they moved the footy looked a hell of a lot different. Um, McGovern in defence, it's a, it's a move that could have been a long time coming. But obviously Jones being out and uh, Weedering being out. You'd want to get some value out of McGovern with what you're paying him. Oh, yeah. So he's... he's honestly, he's probably paying for I love, I love how all and sundry, mostly people from the age... Were so critical of everyone wanting to leave Adelaide. Has anyone mentioned Bullet dodged with McGovern because he's absolutely rubbish? I believe Rupert Mark Rusciuto did mention Bullet dodged. But didn't was... but didn't he get howled down for saying it? Oh yeah, he got he got yeah, yeah. got look, shot down in a blaze look, of glory. Look, but look, you're a, so true. You're a lazy prick, mate. Like and, and I can say that because I know lazy. When McGovern was here, he was the third the third forward. Yeah. You had Walker, you he, had Jenkins. And he was a member of, of quite possibly the best forward line. And then you had Eddie up there. Yeah. He was in a he was the fourth worry in that yeah. in that forward co- uh, contingency. And he had uh, Lynch who would push up the ground yeah. too. And it's like I'm not saying that he's not good. I just think he's had injuries. Um, he hasn't come to the uh, the lofty heights that they thought he would. But he also he had he had a good time to prove himself because Mackay and uh, Kerno haven't exactly been fully fit the last two or three years either. So he's had his chance to be the number one forward there and, and done shit. So he was injured most of last year, wasn't he? Yep, and then he was fat a couple of years ago. Yep. So like I wouldn't know anything about that. But apparently you can't play footy if you're if you're carrying a bit. But um, I mean, there's a few things going on in AFL land at the moment and. Who would have thought the bloke that we spent 10 minutes shaking our heads at saying, can't believe Darling's done this to his team. He's done a 360, no, 180. <laughs> 360 would have had him back in the same spot. But he's done a 180 and gone, no, nah, we'll get Jab now. It's like, Oof. And then, oh, uh, he's, pu- he's pulled up sore at training. He's injured himself at training. Who oh, do you th- think? Who would have thought sitting on the couch sucking Coronas for the last... Uh, 12 weeks would have helped. Because he hasn't been training with them. So Yeah, no, but obviously he hasn't been training. Yeah, but there's training with your team and there's just going for runs on your yeah. own. So he, there's no way he was going to come back and roll into round one. And he's obviously tried to quickly go out there and get, get back into it and bang, he's gone. It could be four to six weeks, I reckon, they said. Oh, really? Yeah. Kind of gr- I don't know what he's done, but they reckon it's not going to be a quick fix. But uh, at, least, at least blokes like Jed Anderson went, he was worried about the second one because he had a really bad reaction to the first. So so I can cop that. And then blokes like Liam Jones that retired, like, if you're going to make a statement, well, stand by, have some conviction and stand by your well, that, 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 situation. That, he, he's, his teammates would have every... Uh, Every reason to be pissed with him. Yes, he's back. Yes, they'd be pumped his back. On the other hand, they'd be going, fuck, could have been here all, all pre-season, dickhead. We need you because every other prick's injured or got COVID. All of a sudden, there was a mortgage payment due and he's gone, oh, shit. <laughs> what about yesterday? They've, uh, they're all getting either hit with COVID or coming down as a close contact. Uh, there's going to be no Tim Kelly. There's going to be no Flying Ryan, no Nat Nui. 
from what we've heard as well. They're all out of round one. I know nothing of this. You've just told me that. You didn't know anything. I've been drunk for four days. So Tim Kelly has COVID and he was at training and uh, Liam Ryan, I think, has now tested positive. Yeah, right. Now he's isolating, but there could be a couple more that go ping, ping, ping. But who would have thought in round one they'd be dipping into their that top-up scheme that they've, they've set up? Uh, has that happened yet, that top-up thing? Yeah, it got announced last week. But yeah, but have we listed those players yet? No, I don't think it's your list of them. I think you can just bang, pick them up. That, like, you go, right, we're fucked this week. We'll take this guy and that guy from the waffle. Bang, you're on our list for two or three yeah, weeks. Yeah, no, but I think you you, choo- you choose a certain amount of... Your, your, they're your top-up list. They're oh, your yeah. emergency I, I, I list. Wouldn't, I don't think it's made known. There's oh. or, or they so those names might have been submitted to the league. Yeah, they, they they might have already been right. submitted, but it looks like West Coast could be dipping into that in round one. And if yeah, well. actually, actually, uh, Sean McKernan signed as one of them for Essendon. Did he? Yep. Kidding. Where did I read that? I don't know. I'm not you. There must have been a minute of soberness in the last four days that I, yeah. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, nah. Uh, Sean yeah. McKernan. He's, yeah. He's got another So after one, another season, one season at uh, the Saints and been moved along. I'm surprised North Melbourne didn't pick him up. Mm. Father-son rule. They're <laughs> brothers, but anyway. I know, it's a <coughs> joke. But West Coast, <laughs> uh, West Coast <sighs> Fremantle, it, it, it's a bit of a, not worry, but the AFL would be sitting there What's happening over there with that lunatic that's running the joint? Well, they've they, they've got um, they three thousand the other day, three thousand positives, and uh, the th- the thing is, they're three months behind all of us, even us. Three it, months, yeah, two fucking years behind, mate. <laughs> well, I was watching I was watching a news uh, thing the other night about it, and it, the way they're talking, they're like, "Oh, businesses are, are sick of the rules." I'm like. You've had two you years had of no yet. restrictions. Try being in the rest of the country. Adelaide had no COVID for six months yet. Every hospitality industry was was handcuffed, but they are that they're, they're that far behind everyone. They're, they're going through what SA did at Christmas time. All the players in Adelaide, Adelaide and Port Adelaide, either got COVID or were a close contact, and it's kind of subsided a bit. Um, but Fremantle and West Coast. They're Remember like when there was stations. issues in Victoria, and. And uh, the Crows got lumbered for breaking the rules whilst training. Yeah. But the rules were changed. Correct. But no rules changed for the SA teams or, or the Western Australian teams. Yeah. And the, the rules, this the, this top-up rule where you can pick players and do, or what constitutes is who, who you've got. And the problem is every state's got different rules around close contacts. Mm. So Victoria, it's just take a test and if, you've, if you pass it, you're not a close contact anymore. Whereas in SA, it's, is it 10 days you're a close contact if you're identified by SA Health as a close contact that you've got to isolate? Oh, it's 10 days if you get it. 10 days if you get it. 14. If you're I know, it's 14 days if you're a household contact. Who the fuck knows anymore? But there's no level playing field. And there's no such thing as a close contact. No. People still checking in, it's... Why are you checking in? They stopped. They stopped looking at check-ins when they had ten cases a day. Going. I was walking into the supermarket the <laughs> other day, and these two young girls, like, would have been like twenty, twenty-one, were checking in. I'm like, how do you not know that you, you don't, don't have to check in? You don't, not that you don't have to. It does fuck all. Never did anything. 
Yeah, but, but, but you don't have to anymore. You only have to do it at a licensed premises. Or, well, see, people just or a sporting venue. People just don't know the rules anymore because they've changed every four seconds. So I, d- I didn't know that. Anyway, enough about COVID. About fucking two years of that shit. Yeah, well, why, are you talk- why are you bringing that up? Again? Because West Coast are fucked. Okay. <laughs> uh, just quietly, that's not the reason they're fucked. What is the reason? Oh, just they're fucked. Tommy Morris picked them for wooden spoon. I was like, yeah, they're in trouble. They're not going to win the spoon. <sighs> They'll go close. No, no they won't. No. Tommy War- Morris is a very, Tom, very learned Tom gentleman. Tommy Morris is still hung over from winning his fucking cricket grand final on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> and he's fucking picked his top eight. He's done his 18 rankings when he's still hung over. I'll give, I have to give him that. Cause hung over or still pissed? Oh, who knows? Did you hear him on? Oh, you wouldn't have. Because no, you I, was a bit, I was a bit asleep. He was very hoarse on oh, the couch last night. You could hear it a few times. but um, lucky, lucky we didn't record this last night. Well, let's forget about it because there's a story here that was broken last night and I told you tonight and you didn't know it yet. Probably the f- one of the feel-good stories of the year. There's going to be a few of them, but I don't think you're going to beat this. Sam Doherty's going to play round one. That's real good. Amazing. Because when I saw a photo of him, I think it was New Year or Christmas time, he, he sent out a tweet to Carlton fans. Mm, I thought hairless. I thought... Shit, this lad doesn't look good, right? That's just what that's the the chemo com- like the chemo yeah. makes you so sick. And to think And he was tiny, like but for him to be picked, even considered to be picked, mm. whether he play, plays this week or not, but I don't actually think matters. He played in the VFL last week and had 38, 38 plums. Holy Th- shit. Thirty eight touches, yeah. Yeah, right. So he's he's that, well that is a great story. And then Ben Cunnington must be looking thinking, Oh fuck. If he's coming back that quick, I'll, I'll be back soon. I'm, I'm, give him a bit of confidence. I mean, who knows what, what, what his yeah. cancer battle is at. But um, Doherty, from when you heard he got it again, when you hear someone getting cancer for a second time after they've already beaten it, it really, even if you don't know him, you go, oh, and it makes you think. It just sucks. It's, it's like, that's fucked. And it makes you think about yourself, like, fuck it. It can all change at the drop of a, drop of a hat. And... Um, but he's to, for him to not only a come back in the front half of the year or this year at all, but he's going to play round one. Phenomenal. And Vossi said it last night on three sixty. Said I had a chat with him when I got the gig. We caught up and on a park bench and chatted. And, and he straight away said to me, he "said I'll I'll be back round one." And he said, "I I I, I just went. No, that's great." And I kind of I told me it. this this again. Now, why don't you tip in Carlton? <laughs> nah, not because of that. I just I watched them. They looked a different side, and Cripps looks uninjured, and they still got some and issues. F- and fit, yeah, he looks incredible. How lean is he? But um, sorry, with the f- sorry. finish off with sorry, 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 Vossi. sorry. And Vossi said I, I just humoured him and went, yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. I'd I, I'd love for you to do that. He goes, but I did not think he would be back anywhere near round one. I thought, oh, that's good for him to have a goal and. And to strive oh, for that. And like we're, <laughs> we're only talking about three months ago that yeah. that, that conversation took place. Yeah, and the, he's fronting up round one, so that that, that is huge, a huge story. But the other one is Paddy McCartan. One thousand three hundred eighty-seven days since he last played AFL footy. Yeah, his is a different thing though, and and can be over like that again. My my thing is, how can someone who 
he had concussion that bad that he he couldn't walk outside anymore. He had to sit in quiet rooms, and any sound would make his migraines go berserk. Had to retire from footy. Didn't play footy for a long time. Slowly camp. He's come back. What is it? Close to four years later. When he was, no, he was playing last year. Sorry, he was playing last year in the in the NEFL for yeah. Sydney. But how can a guy who had to retire because he's getting his head bashed around so much? Surely he's one knock away from not playing again, is he? Has to be like like it's like obviously. Hey, I mean, like we've been hearing for two years, you have to follow the medical advice. Yeah. But with that, at least you've got some like some I'm not, I'm actually not, history of it. We're not doctors, your, your, but your own history and other history from everywhere around the world of. But. If they said you're no good, you can't play footy anymore. What's changed? But that's his, going to allow him to continue. His neurosurgeon or whatever, yeah, has signed off on it. The club doctors are gone. Bloke's good to go. And yes, if he does have another knock, that might be it. Yeah, wish him all the best. But, but I, I honestly, I watch thinking it's like what happens if he cops a head knock because everyone cops innocuous head knocks, and if he cops a a decent one. It's um, how do you recover from that? But good luck. I hope he does have a nice return to footy and a good career. When, and when does well and he doesn't get a hit in the head and we don't have to worry about it? Here somewhere. When does Sydney actually GWS on Saturday? I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Afternoon, late afternoon. Game. Minus Toby Green because he got the uh, the extra extra three weeks. So he's out till round. Gee, that was well reported on, wasn't it? Yeah, he didn't hear much of it. It was done after the grand final, so everyone was still talking about Melbourne. But um, that's a that's a that's a uh, bit of a loss for GWS. Where do you think they are this year? Um, they'll make the eight. Well, I've got sorry. I think they'll make the eight. I think oh, yeah, I think they'll make the eight. But I but they'll be the bottom half of the eight. Where do they go when they've got such a good midfield? They seem to have good defence. But they've just they've lost Jeremy Cameron, and then they've got rid of Finn Lason, who was another supposed key forward. You're left with Himmelberg and uh, uh, the guy from Melbourne and Frio, Hogan. Oh yeah, Hogan. Can Hogan be trusted? Not really. Not meaning Didn't. with his. I just mean his body breaks down very easily. Yeah. Who's going to be the next big forward there? That's going to drive them forward. I reckon there. And everyone says, oh, Toby Green, but Toby Green's not a. He's on a key forward, uh, and he's going to be out for the first five weeks. So, yeah, GWS will be an interesting one to watch. If they get off to a good start, while Toby Green is in the side, it could be yeah, a different story. Who was the fellow from them? I think he was a... Uh, might have been from WA. There was a sort of half key forward. Oh, the one that was going to come to Adelaide. Um, I've forgotten his name. He was from West Coast. West Coast delisted him. Probably would like him on their list now. Seeing as no, Riccardi. Oh, Riccardi, yeah. He's not a key forward. Oh, no. He's not either. He's a, he's, he's a small to mid forward. Yeah. So he'll he'll probably do the role that uh, Toby Green had. But, yeah, I think they just lack that big key forward that's going to drive them to a to a premiership. You look at Melbourne. They had, uh, they had Brown down there. They had... Um, well, what needs to happen? Himmelberg needs to stand up. Well, you need a, all this potential talk. I mean, when you're 26, 26, the potential tag. I don't know how old he is, but he's been uh, he's been on the list for a while. But 
that tag's got to rub off and it's now got to become right. You're our gun key forward. We've we've lost Jeremy Cameron. We've lost. Uh, we've got rid of him. Fucking uh, Finlayson. So time to step up, boy. And do your thing. Quietly, this uh, website I'm on uh, gives absolutely no information. Yeah. I can't tell you how old he is. Well, the this is leading into a. a Part of the show that we were going to talk about last week and we held off till tonight. This is the predictions for the year. Oh, it's been out some outlandish ones already made in the media, uh, which I like to say we're a part of, but also I hate saying we're a part of. But last night, Caroline Wilson, this isn't this isn't bullshit. They were saying who win the flag, and she goes, I believe Richmond will win the flag. And Kane Corn just scoffed. He goes, Caro, take your Richmond hat off for once. Like, seriously. You reckon she's, oh, I reckon they'll win the flag. And she was legitimate. Like, there's no saying. Like, anyone, I reckon, can win the flag. Are they us. in your eight? Richmond, yes. Yeah, they're in my eight, too. Um, sorry, that was one of my ins. They didn't make the eight last year, did they? No. Shit, who am I going to know? Play? Do you want to know who the eight was? Yes, far away. Who was the eight last year? Now, this year? is in no particular order. Uh, Melbourne, Richmond, Sydney, GWS. Richmond? Uh, sorry. <laughs> no. Hang on. That, that I was reading my eight for this year. Sorry. <laughs> Melbourne, Sydney, GWS, Bulldogs, Port, Geelong, Brisbane, Essendon were last year's eight. Yep. All right, I know. Well, I'll get to those after, but... Because we've got an in and out for the eight this year. Um, there's no point reading eight out because I reckon the eight's pretty tight. I'm just going to say who comes in and who comes out from last year. My in was Richmond. Oh, we're not up to that yet, mate. Oh, just sorry. hold that. Hold that prediction until it's... Hold. Sorry, everyone. Hold. You see how much how much input I'm allowed to have in our show? Well, mate, I, it's you, all you, about need, you need to prepare for the shows. Anyway, back to the, the, the things at hand. And number one is... Who is your grand finalists? Um, my grand finalists are Brisbane, Melbourne. Oh. My grand finalists, I believe, will be a historic repeat. But in Victoria, I believe it will be Melbourne and the Doggies if they both finish on opposite sides of the draw, which you'd... They'll finish in the top two. Top two, you'd say, and they'd both and win. Both go. win. Anyway, premiership. Uh, obviously, I'm going Melbourne because I think we are witnessing the D word. Um, they're they're clearly hard to beat. Like what their age age profile yeah. of the list. Like, but they did no, not be like. Look at what happened to Richmond when they were gifted a premiership. <laughs> um. I'm still not fucking over it, um, and and they've constantly topped up to keep going again. To keep going again, but their age profile was was okay. But but they were they were ready to go then. Their first flag, I believe, their average age was twenty seven and a half or twenty eight. Melbourne's average age so was twenty four. Yeah, that's and that's what I was sort of yeah. Trying to allude to. They are, and they didn't exactly do it with, not that they did it easy last year, but they they were very, they were rolling on all year and didn't look like 
stopping. It was all a part of our oh Melbourne always never they always. And like we've got we've but got they, blokes they, that have done that at the start. We've got blokes that have clearly they got genuine stars. But those blokes that play a role. Oh yeah. Like yeah. there's a there's and then you've got guys that do you see on the emergencies tonight? They've got Tomlinson emergency and Dunstan emergency. Like <laughs> To the guy but if you can ha- afford to have blokes like that not in your twenty-two, mm. it's it means that the the list is quite good. So that's my tip. That's obviously your is that your tip for the premiership? Um, yeah, I just don't see how how they don't do it. Brownlow, yeah, it, I reckon you're gonna have the same bloke. Who? Christian Petrarca. No. Huh? You got a different Melbourne bloke. Yeah. Clayton Oliver. My boy. Your 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 family. My, my boy. You would give you reason on Petrarca, but I don't think you need too many. He's, cla- he's absolute class above everyone else in the league. I think this will be the Brownlow this year with their, their I mean last year rolling into the Brownlow, there could have been eight eight guys that could have won it. But when you've got four guys that polled over thirty votes last hey, year. Yeah, who won't win it? Who? Last year's winner. Ollie, Ollie, uh, Ollie Wines. Ollie Wines, a lot to the umpires. Yeah, I didn't think... He, oh, I didn't... I don't want to say he didn't have a good year, because of course he had a good, he year. Had a good year. He had a good year. I'll even concede that. Yeah, but I think there was... I, I rated a couple of players years better, but um, that's why the Brownlow is so prestigious. But uh, I'm going Clayton Oliver, mainly because the guy can just... He's the biggest ball. He's in front of the umpires all the time, and his game went to a, a another level last year. He goes all right. Yeah, you're on, took, on board now. Took me a while to uh, concede that. I won't say work it out. I'll just say concede it. All right, rising star. It's between two. You would have thought. Uh, no, it's not. Oh, it's a one horse race. Oh, who's got it? Horn Francis. Oh, I thought. You, oh, oh. It's definitely not a one-horse race. Uh, absolutely. Didn't see Dacos's 31 touches the other day? No? who they play? <laughs> Hawthorne. No. Please. Hold on. No, it wasn't Hawthorne. Who was it? Fuck knows. Probably Carlton or something. Horn Francis for me too. Maybe that's because we're a bit biased with South Adelaide and South Australia, but the guy... I don't like South Adelaide who Anyone who watched that prelim against Glenelg last year will understand why... Um, when he did what he did against men. A kid trying yeah. to single-handedly drag his side to a grand final. Yep. So Horn Francis for me. Anyone that likes to flutter his fives on the on the TAB. So fives. Fives. Gamble responsibly. No, don't gamble responsibly. As okay. a publican, you don't want people being responsible. Oh. Spoon, this is an interesting one. Who's your spoon? Oh, shit. I haven't written down a spoon. Um, think of one. Hawthorne. Oh, get fucked. Okay. Um... Do I choose another one? Um, I, I've chosen Hawthorne. Oh. Uh, I can't say Gold Coast because everyone just says it every year. Yeah, no, it won't be Gold Coast. And they never really do with the spoon. They always finish second last or third last. But they look good in pre-season so far. Hawthorne? Gold Coast. Oh. I think they had a couple of wins. I haven't bit, seen a minute of Geelong. football yet. Um, who's into your eight and who's out of it? Uh, in Richmond, out Essendon. Oh, yeah. 
And that's it. Yep. I'm going two ins, two outs. The same one in Richmond out Essendon. And a lot of Essendon people are going, yeah, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. But I think they were just the better of the remaining seven vying for that final spot. Come at me, don't give a shit. The other one, <laughs> and you know, you'll laugh, a lot of people laugh. Geelong out, Carlton in. I'm, Look, I think Carlton win enough to get in I'll, this year, and I reckon I'll Geelong lose enough done, to drop out. I've, I've got less of an issue with Geelong out than I have with Carlton in. <laughs> Adelaide will finish above Carlton. There's my outlandish one for the year. Smokey for uh, Rising Star. If a couple of lads get injured, Rochelle, fuck, he looks good. Very, very good. He'll play every game for the Crows this year. Could be their leading goal kicker too. It'd be in a high percentage of fantasy teams, you'd think. Ah, uh, yeah. If he's not in your forward, forward six, you're you're idiot. kidding yourself. So that's our predictions. Um, Seem to be quite similar. Did we do a Coleman? No, we didn't. I don't do Coleman's because they're actually irrelevant. Who's your Coleman? Well, I don't have a Coleman. Everyone's going Lynch. I don't think Lynch will win it. Maybe Who's Lynch? He's got close for the last Who's time. Lynch? From Richmond. No. Rewalt would kick more. Um, Coleman, 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 Coleman. Well, I'm a... Oh, when you, when you give Jeremy blokes, Cameron fit. When you give blokes medals... Yeah, we both said Jeremy Cameron last year. And he didn't play for most of the year. Yeah. Played for half the year. Um, when you give blokes medals for kicking forty goals, it's like, come on. Do you know who I reckon will go? Could could go close, and you'll laugh too. Uh, if Bailey Fritch keeps up, keeps up his average. His second half of the year. Fours, fours, five, four. Kicks six in a GF and doesn't get a norm. So he kicks six, five or six, five. Where are we? So Fritchie, Fritchie's a, a smoke smoke screen for me, but it's going to be hard with the couple of big Fords he's got up there. But hasn't he just turned into a pretty good commodity? Pretty, that yeah. bloke that size. Who? How good is his kicking though? Doesn't miss. Well, hasn't. Well, he does get yips every now and then. But um, in the grand final, it was as uh, as Dora says, delicioso. Um, We've gone segment city tonight, which we do apologise, but it's just been one of those nights. We've got a little segment to go through with everything, but did you fucking see that? It was one that I've had a good good feedback on, especially some people didn't know that a guy had his cock frozen off in, in the Winter Olympics. Retired, hurt, dash, frozen cock. So that got a lot of uh, popularity. But um, this week's uh, did you fucking see that? So I don't read these to Daddy, so I try and pick a few that he may not have seen. But I mean, a couple of these he would have. If they happened in the last four days, I <laughs> can nearly guarantee I didn't see it. <clears throat> First one, OKC and Memphis Grizzlies. Rocked oh, I did see that one. Rocked up for the tip off, both in their white currencies. How's the <laughs> property, Stuart? Like, like, come on. Surely the away team wears white, the home team wears the home strip. But I think no, the o- home team wears white in the NBA. I mate. do that. Come on. Oh, well. You're better than that. Anyway. Did you fucking see that? Yes, he did. I, I actually did see that. And um, ju- I, I love that that there was a player on court and he's just gone. <laughs> Are you on my team? We, we're both wearing white and no one had worked it out yet. And this player's just standing there going, 
Oh, we've got a bit of an issue here. What's going on here? <laughs> and then the commentators finally picked me here. Um, I so did. did. So, so yes, yeah, so I did fucking see that. Um, another, did you, did you fucking see that? Now, Jarvo's had the better of the, the stewards and security for the last 12 months, but... Once he didn't see this bloke coming. This security guard goes, I'm doing what every security guard has been wanting to do for this. And when Jarvo thought he'd stand in the line-up for the English, uh, the English side, to playing against, I think, Ireland in the rugby, this security guard did not hold back and did one of the best spear tackles and put Jarvo, not on his ass, on his back. And as they picked him up, you could see he was more than ginger. <laughs> He was grabbing his ribs and the, the, some people, some of the memes that they've got with commentary playing over are hilarious. So go, go have a look on the Instagram reels of Jarvo getting hit. Some are fucking hilarious. But he got absolutely poleaxed. Just quietly, how does a bloke keep being able to get on the pitch? Not just get on, get all the way out there. <laughs> like it's in, England is just, their security must be... Picked out of a Kellogg's bag or something like it's that. It's always intrigued me when you hear about someone. Oh, but yeah, and he went on the pitch and he's been, and he's got a lifetime ban from the from the uh, um, from the stadium or 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 if you go on the field in an AFL game yeah. and you get a ban from all AFL stadiums. It's like, well, how do they know? No one's standing. But old Jarvo. <laughs> <laughs> he walks in with his own name on his shirt. Surely you could pick it. But Java got poleaxed. What, what about when he when he entered the field playing for bloody Sri Lanka or India or something? It's like, mate, <laughs> you don't even look like you're from the subcontinent. Mind you, the Indian players fucking had an absolute pisser when they saw that. They were like, this big fat one was <laughs> One was worried. There was one bloke that was worried and then the next bloke's absolutely losing it. Even Coley, who's never <laughs> smiled in his life, was laughing. Um, now, another... Did you fucking see that? A blue almost made me fall off my chair. There's a youngster in America at the NFL Combine called Jordan Davis. He's run the 40-yard dash in 4.78 seconds, which is very, very fast. Is he a massive what fella? What makes it amazing is he's six foot five and 154 kilos. He's defied physics. He's defied logic. There's no way he could have run that. But if you watch that clip, go and Google Did it. Did you see the clips with two blokes? They put two... Comparison. Two clips no, together. I haven't seen that one. With with a little bloke next to him. He's outrunning. Yeah. Incredible. The guy's just uh, he's huge, but he's just the power in his leg and hips and he, he had the running down pat, but four point seven seconds at hundred and fifty four kilos. Phew, I don't think I could do one meter in four point seven seconds, but anyway, uh you definitely Davis. do one meter. <laughs> thanks, thanks, buddy. That, no makes, that makes me feel good. That's nice of you. But this is, did, did you fucking see that? And this was actually wording I said in the office yesterday and today because not only was it one of the shortest retirements in history, oh. but uh, Brady is back. Tell you what, I've been drunk for four days and I've seen every one of these. So Brady's come back and some of the posts from people is hilarious, but they're like, Brady spent two months at home with his wife and kids and gone, fuck this, I'm going back to work. <laughs> That's my favourite. But the did you fucking see that moment isn't him coming back. It's the poor bastard who paid $520,000 US 
for his final touchdown ball, which went to auction, only for 14 hours later. Hang not on. Not even a Hang day on. later. Hang on. Did they sell it at his final touchdown ball? Yeah, the one in the in, in the Super Bowl. Void sale. Well, he's already paid for it. This is... <laughs> Yeah, but, but they said this is his final touchdown ball. Yeah, there's going to be, obviously, legalities behind it, but it didn't even go 24 hours until Brady went. Oh, he's only just bought it. 14 hours later. Oh. 14 hours oh. later. You'd be dark as 10 skinheads without a phone box to kick in, wouldn't you? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, you can't be. Oh, oh you got me there. Sorry. Did you say dark as ten skinheads? Without a phone box to kick in. Oh Imagine how ang- angry you'd be if you and your nine skinhead mates didn't have a phone you, box to kick in. You can't go drop a line like that when I'm mid-laugh. I'm like sorry. Just, the air came out of me then. <clears throat> sorry. Oh, Jeez, well. are you okay? Oh, lucky we're getting towards the end of the show because my, my, uh, my lungs just exploded with that. Well, that's a great one line. I'm putting that in, but... Poor old uh, whoever he was that bought that. You'd, what's he going to do? There's got to be some sort of legality, or or does he keep it and it goes up in value because it's a notorious ball? Or well, surely he gets the next one. That's his last one. Yeah, that's what it should be. His what? last one ever should go to him yep. automatically. There's no auctioning it off. I've already bought it. That's what you should tweet. Hey Brady, how's about giving? Your final old knacker bags it, over here, who's obviously got pretty deep pockets. Well, that's uh, he's. Are we going to call Brady? I will Tom? trade. I will trade this one for your actual final one. People are saying Tom, John Farnham, Brady. He's <laughs> been, been rolling around on the check out. Today. Check out uh, the Barstool sports bloke on Instagram. Hey, check out his rant. We'll share it to. We'll Un- share it to unfinished mine. business, he says. <laughs> This'll be the last time No it won't Anyway people We've had a bit of fun tonight Footy's back If we didn't go into your team Well they're obviously Irrelevant Boring, boring and shit um, We didn't go into Adelaide for once Only it said Rochelle And that was it Yeah so they, we, we went into them I just realised Adelaide's playing here on Sunday Might go have a look oh. Playing against the Dockers Winnable game What day is it? Sunday oh. Twilight Oh, that fits with my schedule. That's good. We'll go. Okay. All right. Have you got tickets? I've got one. You got one? Yeah, I've got four. Okay. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this uh, footy eve. Um, I, for one, have got a semi that knowing footy is only one more sleep away and... uh, Merry, Merry, uh, Merry Foot. Were you about to say Merry Christmas? I was trying to say Footmas. Merry Footmas. Footballness. Hope your punting goes correct. Let's get the same game multis going. This is the full round eight leg multis and good luck to everyone. And uh, Danny, I can't wait for tomorrow night. And just on a morsel of a note, rest in peace to Shane Warne and Rod Marsh. And my lungs. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Might be trying to shake the sweet one after that first one or maybe even go inside out again a bit harder. So... I'm going to try and slide one in there fast.